You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hey, everybody. It's time for American Winer on uh, podcastdetroit.com. How are we doing on this Wednesday evening? I am doing just fine as usual. I'm a little tired. Um, but we are here. We are live. Okay. So uh, my guest tonight, uh, my first guest, is this is his first time on the show, uh, is a very good friend of mine. Um, and uh, his name is Mike St. Antoine. Mike, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing today? Good, man. If you wouldn't mind just <laughs> leaning in and kind of... No, talking into to, the mic there. There we go. Trying to spare you from my my hacking and awful noises I'm going to be making with my mouse tonight. Uh, that's okay, man. Hack away. We'll we'll uh, we'll bear with you. Um, my other guests returning for the first time uh, since January and uh, current uh, highest play uh, hold, holder or whatever. He's got the most plays of any episode uh, out of uh, all. Th- what is this? The 39th episode that I've done. Uh, Mr. Steve McMahon skyping in from Virginia. Steve, thanks for being with us What's again. Up? Thanks, hey. thanks for I was number I, one. Yeah, number one. Number one. Yeah, and I, and you notice I was careful not to introduce you as my friend. So <laughs> yeah, thank you. Last time you did that, and we had a fifteen minute conversation about how we were not friends. Yes. So, so Mike is my friend, definitely. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, it's been a while. This is the first time I've talked to yeah, you in man. probably God knows how long. I haven't talked to Mike in like five years. Really? This is the first time you got, oh, I'm so glad that we could get this moment, you know, recorded for posterity. Perfect. So, um, so we're going to talk about a whole bunch of shit because we all played in the same band together, uh, for, I mean, a couple of years and, uh, and we'll get to that. But before we do, uh, Mike, I just want to talk about you a little bit. If you could just like, tell us who you are, cause this is your first time. Just kind of introduce yourself to the audience, the theoretical audience. And, uh, and you know, tell us what your deal is, and you're a bass player. I mean, that's that's what I think of you as. Um, but I mean, obviously, there's more to you than that. So why don't you the take only, it away? The only close to remarkable thing about me, really. Oh, <clears throat> I've I've been told I am the offspring of a Jawa and a Wookie since I was young. Okay, Honestly, because yes. of your height, yes, yes. Uh, made up by a man we used to call Jesus in school, but uh, but no, yep. I'm a, I'm a bass player. Started playing when I was uh, about. 10 or 11 years old so i'm actually approaching that 20 year mark oh my god this is pretty weird it's making me feel kind of old <laughs> yeah well you're, you're hitting 18 years officially this year yep. next month right yep. so. yeah no i started playing pretty early and you know did my fair share of just embarrassing absolutely embarrassing musical uh endeavors uh i feel like i kind of pulled out of that when i started to meet you guys though me, 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 and uh, and the whiskey pilots, right? Because that was the that was when you met me, right? Or is it or me and the primitive shine? Yeah, well, I, I, I would even say just the uh, like early whiskey pilots, even yeah. before I met you. That's kind of when you got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm like I'm actually fairly happy about the things we're doing and what we're writing. Uh, back when it was just like me, Sean, and Davey. And I'm sure you've had Davey on here before. I have, yeah. Davey was my yeah. very first guest, actually, and oh, wow. uh, and Sean, you mentioned was your old drummer. Uh, uh, Sean Owens, so um, the original Whiskey Pilots drummer. Uh, but tell us about because you know, I mean, you, you know, uh, you, you grew up in Westland, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, start off in living in a single wide trailer in Canton mm-hmm. for a good portion of my life uh, <laughs> until a 
a doctor kind of did some bad things to my mother, got involved in a pretty hairy lawsuit for a good number of years. Um, that's actually the only way we're even to make it to Westland. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I, I literally live between two mountains of garbage, about 100 feet tall. Oh, my so God. So we lived in Trash Valley. It was uh, I know where that is. Yeah. yeah, I know you exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. There's yeah. like four of them around there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I actually ended up growing up there for a good portion of my life, going, you know, sticking still in Wayne Westland. But, you know, right around 10 years old, we managed to get out of there and, you know, live for in a hotel for about four months. Mm-hmm. Then I was able to move to Westland. And that was right when you started playing bass too. So that was when you were ten. So that was that was quite a formative year for you. It was the year you turned ten. Yeah, it was great. I had a bass and I had a house that had stairs in it. And I think the ladder was the thing that amazed me the most. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, so where you know, tell us what you you know who your influence is as far as uh, as far as bass playing. Well, honestly, when I when I even first started out, I think it was more of a I didn't even want I didn't want to do what everyone else is doing. Ever my family played guitar. Mm-hmm. At that point, I didn't even really have too many influences. You know, my my folks was basically raised on you know Megadeth, Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature. And I actually didn't even really find influences until after I've been playing for a couple of years. I don't think I've ever asked you this. Why did you pick bass then? Because you're right. Everybody in your family did play guitar. Because your your brother is Ed, who's also been on the show twice now. So. Um, but yeah, so, and then, you know, why did you go, go for bass? Well, in all honesty, I originally wanted to be a drummer. Really? Yep. I, uh, I was always fascinated by drums and, and then I remember going to the store and I'm like, wow, these are totally out of our price range and it's nothing I could ever hope to afford at this point in life. So it's like, you know, I still want to stick with rhythm. So, you know, someone had mentioned like, Hey, why don't you try playing bass? Mm -hmm. I'm like, eh, all right, let's do it. And yeah, the first couple of years, you know, it didn't, didn't really catch on. I, you know, start off, I was like, I remember being like 11 or 12 years old learning how to play a couple of tool songs, but uh, I wasn't until uh, I met Sean May. Mm-hmm. And who was on next week. <laughs> oh, really? He's yeah. coming on. Yeah, he's on Monday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause I, I would go to the store and I'd watch this guy play. I'm like, okay, this is here. Here's a new goal for me to kind of go towards. Mm hmm. And then, you know, I was introduced by my father to, you know, people like Primus. And then from there, I kind of, st- branched off my own direction which my family actually just they don't get it they hate it oh really because uh, yeah I, I remember going to a show and i think it was the thing that first kind of started to get me to branch off into other things is uh i was going to mega show with my brother my brother was talking about this band opening for him he's like oh yeah these guys are absolutely terrible and you know he just went on his his rant and then you know i'm watching there i'm actually like staying in line to meet dave and then the band comes on, they open up with the A Clockwork Orange soundtrack theme song. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, these guys have already got my attention. I'm happy. It was uh, it was Dream Theater. Dream Theater. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. So then after I uh, I saw those guys, that's where I was like, okay, I'm going off my completely own direction. And now I've got, you know, you know definitely influenced by them, less Claypool. Uh, I even got some pretty weird, weird directions. And I know a lot of people make fun of me for this, but I do fully believe that, uh, Koji Kondo, a classical composer is one of the best modern musicians in the world. Really? And I do get a lot of influence from him. and people ask, Oh, who's, who's that? It's like, he's actually the guy that writes the music for the legend of Zelda sound, uh, games. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to be, I, I did not know who, who that was. So, it, and I never have heard you mention him before as an influence either as like a, 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 a artist that you admire. So, Oh no, it's, I, I even got a chance to see them live not too long ago with the Detroit symphony orchestra. And it oh, was wow. one of the best shows I've ever been to. You know, that's why, you know, a lot of people look for bands, but you know, I started picking up these guys, uh, like Negamori who wrote for 
the old Sonic games, and those guys knew how to write rhythm. Mm-hmm. So that's actually where I get a lot of my influence for you know my writing, especially for like you know writing for music, your music. I'll you know kind of look back and like, okay, let's see what these guys did because they could, did some pretty weird stuff, mm-hmm. and they didn't get the recognition they deserved. So that's actually where I pull a lot of the influence, especially when I uh, like write for you guys or I write for Ed. So it's it's not just like the rock musicians; it's composers as well. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's well. They, I mean, they 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 always they know how to like tell a story without words, and I. I kind of like that idea. I feel like, you know, the music should have that sort of influence even without words in it. Mm-hmm. Like it should still somewhat tell a story. Okay. Uh, tell us about some of the bands that you've played in, you know, like who, who your first band, I believe was called Ahead. If oh, I'm not mistaken. God. Yes. Is that true? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually funny. A buddy of mine messaged me the other day. Uh, he was like moving. He's cleaning out his house and he found our old head CD. Oh, no kidding. And I'm like, please burn that. Um, <laughs> and not, not like, burn this not not yeah, don't, don't make a copy yeah. don't mass produce it yeah. like put it in a fire <laughs> light it on fire yeah that was uh oh uh, okay i used to go to i mean i went to like fourth clay crass with this drummer so you know we all decided to get together it was like a guitar player is a friend of my uh brothers you know we have getting together but uh it was yeah it was very very basic so the uh like he was a they're very huge nickelback fans oh okay Okay. Yeah. Um, What's wrong with Nickelback, man? <laughs> it's not them I have a problem with. It's what they created. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we've got this studio that I, I know uh, Chad has influence over that's just pumping out, you know, the same thing over and over. It's just like, okay, guys. And, you know, it was no, that was, that was a joking, <laughs> jokingly phrased question. Um, <laughs> but uh, so you, you played in head. I think they were, if I'm not wrong uh you played with them throughout high school for the most part right is that true or very early high very school early high school oh who who were you with in high school because like, you were with another band weren't you there, there was some band that took up like a lot of your time before the whiskey pilots wasn't there or am i wrong about that i, I mean I, I i would do you know just random jamming um uh but no in high school and this was early high school because i remember my the first time i played a show was st andrew's hall and i was 14 oh with head yeah Okay. So, and then I did a random sort of a, like, kind of reunion thing for them. But, yeah, pretty much this is all, like, when I was 16. Uh, after that's when I moved on to a uh, – I started hanging out with Davey and Ed. Okay. And then, and then the Whiskey Pilots came along, yes? Yeah. Davey and I got into talking just because he's, uh, he's weird in all the ways that I'm not, and I'm weird in all the ways that he is. So, we just melded together really well. Uh-huh. Like, hey, let's, let's get something going. I'm like, hey, I, well, I know a drummer. You know, get a hold of Sean. Sean was just a weird guy too, but again, in all the perfect ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's kind of how he started that whole gig. And then Ed was just kind of there, right? Because of the because it was it was you practiced in your parents' basement, and yeah. so he was like, I guess I might as well join up too. Well, he, he I mean, he was still like you know part of the the planning process. Oh yeah, because they they had been coming off of Beyond the Grave, another band that they were with called Beyond the Grave that they exactly. played with for fucking years. Like they had, they had ton of both. Davey and Ed have a ton of Beyond the Grave stories. Oh, yeah. No, they were – I remember when he first started playing out with them. I mean, it was every weekend they were playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they've, they've got, you know, that chemistry together, and they are able to, you know, bounce back and forth. So when Davey and I started talking, we're like, hey, let's, you know, let's get Ed. Mm-hmm. No strummer. Let's just, you know, start jamming. Worry about a singer later sort of thing. We wanted to get some music down. And we, we tried singing, which I, I really wish I recorded it. Um, cause I still laugh just thinking about my, these lyrics, my brother wrote, he went to sing them as like a tryout mm-hmm. for us. 
the first syllable that comes out of his face, everyone's rolling. It, <laughs> yeah, it was he that. said the exact same thing. Yeah, because he told, he kind of touched on this story when uh, when he was on too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so um, so because I remember the first time that I saw you play well because i knew you were good because you had these demos that you guys had sent me and i should say that the singer that they ended up picking was me is if you listen to the show you would you you'd already know that but uh i ended up joining the whiskey pilots in august of 2010 which is right after a lot of this stuff happened um but uh yeah so do we do you want to get into what happened yeah so why why don't you go ahead and tell the story I i wasn't sure if we wanted to get into this but uh well, we were uh, we were in the process, you know, we were writing, we were doing our thing, and I finally got to a point where, you know, I enjoyed going to band practices. You know, when you get into right. a band that you're just not feeling anymore, it becomes a chore. Definitely, yeah. You know, so I love playing with these guys. You know, they they let me sort of go my own direction with my writing, and then uh, it was back in April of 2010. You know, uh, I was eating at a restaurant uh, called the Red Apple. It was down in like Wayne area. Mm-hmm. I saw this car crash outside. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of rough. Look out there. It's someone's car. I knew it was, uh, the car. Cause they invited me to hang out that day. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean and his girlfriend were hanging out with one of our other charmers to be Brett. Uh, and they were hit by a drunk driver. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you know, later that night, you know, they assured everything was fine. Went home. Uh, and then my mother walks in the next day, just says, Hey, you know, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a pretty big hit. You know, we were starting to enjoy the music. We were kind of like a, we were a family. Right. And then that sort of happened. So, you know, that we definitely took a pretty big toll on that, but you know, we're like, you know, we have these songs they wrote with them. We want, you know, we want to keep this thing going. And which is why I'm glad that, you know, we got, you know, Sean's best friend ended up filling in for him on drums. Uh, Brett. Yeah. yeah, Definitely. What, you know, he didn't have the experience, but like what really impressed me about Brett is, he's kind of like a clock. Like he actually has a really good sense of timing. And that's a thing that a lot of drummers just don't actually seem to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got him in and then I'm like, okay, let's, you know, we want to get this on record. We want to start playing shows. We need to get a singer. So I'm like, okay, how are we, how are we going to do this? So I'm like, okay, you know, being the, the jackass that I am, I went on Microsoft paint uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I just drew the most ridiculous ad output in guitar center my whole life. Just like, MS Paint fire and angry faces and just total ridiculousness. I'm like, this will attract the person I want because if anyone's going to actually respond to this, they're going to be the, you know, the perfect crazy that we need. Um, That's when uh, I remember I was working with uh, Davey and Brett when you called me, Mm -hmm. you know, you gave me calls actually in the middle of working like a 15 hour day outside. And I remember like looking at your uh, your previous work that you sent me. I'm like, and that's one thing that kind of jumped out. It's like you were in bands that I liked the name of. And that's the th- problem I've always had is most bands I've been in, I don't enjoy the name. I don't, I, it just never sat right with me. But I'm like that, like the, the attractive devils like that. That sounds cool. Uh-huh. That sounds really cool. And I was playing, I should say, with Steve at that point. That was Steve. That was yeah. the, the second band that Steve and I were in together. Steve was drumming and, and, uh, and that had just fallen apart like the previous March. So I was, I was out of a band for a couple. And I, and I, so we, you know, it was funny because our problem was we couldn't find a bassist that was any good. And I, <laughs> so, true. so it like, it didn't coincide. You know what I mean, it really, if we'd have found you, you know, I was like, man, if I'd have known you like six months earlier, you know, but, I know, man, it's, they're everywhere. But then again, they're nowhere. It's hard to find 
it's hard to find people that want to play music. Not it's easy to find people that want to wank. Mm-hmm. I want to find people that actually wants to write music. Yeah, you know. Like, well, well, I rem- what I was saying earlier uh, when I because I heard these demos that you guys sent me when I when I auditioned for you. And you said, yeah, just write some whatever you want over them, and we'll see how it goes. And and there was this one song called Coil Conundrum that had this really funky bass riff. It did not sound like it was like kind of it was very less Claypool. And uh, and I wrote to it. And uh, and I it wasn't until we record right away like because you guys let me in you I, I sang for you you're like okay yeah you're good you're good enough uh you know you're in and then we, we started recording an EP I remember when you recorded your parts I'd never heard you just play on your own before and I was like holy fuck this kid is he's not just like good like he's really fucking good like th- he's playing really fast and really complicated and you were the only one. That that entire process to get all of your takes in like one or two shots. I don't think you screwed up more than twice on on all six songs. And th- these were not some of them were a little bit easier, but none of them were were just straightforward songs. All of your bass lines were had things you know had complex uh, you know uh, parts to them or whatever. And um and I remember just watching and be like, holy fuck, this kid is like not only is like I don't. I've been looking for a basis for so long and uh and the guy I finally find is not only uh like a good basis he's like the best basis that I've ever met. So so there we go. I want to say you should you you should see Sean play. It's like, Oh, I, oh I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I feel I feel worthless next to that guy. But no, that was that was a funny thing about that day is Sean May, we should say. We yeah. were when we were recording like they kept trying to get scratch tracks down and things like that for a song. And what ended up having to happen was I just had to record to nothing but a click. So I was like, I went through the entire song, uh, the bass track for it, just to the click. And I remember just, you know, basically did it right the first time. And then I left for the rest of the session. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I, it's it's where it needs to be. And if I do it again, I'm probably going to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, so after that... um uh, we, we played with the whiskey pilots, and there were some. There were that was some of the best times I've ever had had with a, with a band. I that think was it was was, fun. was in the whiskey pilots, um, both playing shows and just hanging out with people. But um, uh, before we get into the primitive shine, I, I just want to talk about uh, like what you're going, what you've had going on since since those times, and because you played with a couple other guys, and 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 um, I mean, are you are you playing much these days, or like what's your what's your your deal now. I'm I'm actively trying to. I'd like to get back into playing. It's been a pretty stagnant year. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the studio work we've I've been doing the last few years, um, it's yeah, it's been pretty quiet on that front. You know, my work schedule is pretty all over the place. Right, but, uh, right. You, know, you work I, for a hotel, I should say, in hotel. You're busy working for a hotel, so yeah. Just I I do work a pretty strange schedule. You know, they're they were specifically looking for someone that can do both day shifts and like night audit. Mm-hmm. So it's. You know, it's all over the place. Most people aren't free when I'm free, but I'm definitely still actively searching. But no, after all that, like kind of when our bands parted ways, I uh, I jammed for a while. Uh, you had Phil Salvatore on here before. Yeah, yeah. He was back on twice back in October. Yep. Yeah, I essentially played in his band for a little while. Well, before that, I was with uh, the Anthony Lie Project. Mm-hmm. Really, again, it's another type of music I've never been able to play before, but I had an absolute blast doing it. We had a... One thing I really remember was this sax player we had. Her name's Bonnie, and she's just a just ridiculously talented human being. Um, and I remember walking in one time, and she was also playing a ukulele that day. And I look at the ukulele, and like I recognize this ukulele, and I'm like, "Do you know who builds that?" She's like, "No." She just uh, just a friend gave it to her. 
happens to be built by the same guy that built some of my instruments before. Oh. So I was like, just just really cool kind of mashup going on. But no, they were they were very talented people. Um, you know, that went for a little while, probably say about a year, year and a half, and then that's why I moved over to started playing with uh, what we called it, Lust for Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can just call it like the eleventh hour version 2.0 <laughs> right and that was phil's the the band that phil drummed for yeah that 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 was that was definitely a blast we like the shows we played for that were like three hour sets at these tiny bars and they were just a lot of fun and you did a lot of covers too right it was, it was kind of like a, i remember is that where the band where the you guys did billy jean and this guy came up to the to the stage and started uh yep. <laughs> uh what, what do you what's the term for when like making guy, it rain just, yeah making it rain with the dollar bills yeah oh that was great it was funny because he was actually the singer for the band i was on before us and yeah. they did a uh what song they do they did a Michael Jackson cover too. Oh, so I almost felt like almost like a jerk because we we're going up after him and like, oh hey, let's do ours now. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely like kind of the golden centerpiece of the set list just because it always, you know, it it always got really good response and it was a really fun song to play. Mm-hmm. It was also really fun because uh, the original track was recorded with two basses, so it was interesting like transposing it to. There are two separate basses on the same song. Yeah. Oh, so it's like uh, the only song that I can think of that I mean, I'm sure there's more, but uh, Big Big Bottom by uh, Spinal Tap. Oh, really? Where they're all playing a bass. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and the bass player actually has a double bass. Oh, for really? That song. Yeah. Oh, see, I gotta check that out. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a it's not a serious song. It's a comedy song. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but it's 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 pretty funny. Um. So uh, so yeah, uh, Steve, you're still there, right? Uh, yeah, I'm still here. Okay, thank God. Um, Don't lie to us. Yeah, I was, I was just watching Spinal Tap as you guys were talking. So. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, how, let's talk, how have you been? How, what you been up to? You were in town uh, at the beginning of the month. I was. We tried to hijack Mike's house. Yeah, we, we did. We did, my door. Included and we did dude. We came up. up to the door, man. We did, didn't we come up to the door, Steve? We did. Yeah, knocked and everything. And we took photos about it. That's why I woke up to her. Just tags online with like Steve and uh, Alex looking disgruntled outside my house. Like just bang on my like break the doors unlocked. Just come in. Like, bang on my door. I don't care. Like it was, we have it an open door. Random. We we just got done having steak for lunch. I remember that. Uh huh. Sounds perfect. Steak for lunch. Yep. We do a lot of steak for lunch, Alex. And I and I got the waitress's number, and then about like yep. maybe twenty minutes after leaving the restaurant, I got a text that said, "Hey, I'm really flattered, but I'm unavailable." I, d- I didn't know what to say to you in front of your friend. Again, I'm really flattered, but I'm really unavailable. That was literally the text. I'm really unavailable with like three e's. So <laughs> very much. But but I was like. I was like, I have to do this. I have to. I have to at least try. So I mean, that was nice of her not to like. She wanted to keep your image up in front of your friends. Yeah, I know that was nice of her. Yeah, yeah. It it, on honestly, it 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 didn't it didn't help the situation. (laughs) (laughs) I should have just kept the text to myself. Your image was slandered. I promise. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, No, I I haven't been up to anything. I mean, it's it's all the same crap. (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay well there we go um let's talk about the primitive shine which is the band that the three of us were in um we uh we did um because like i said i i kind of formed it and i've told the story on the show before so i won't go into it too deeply and i'm pretty sure me and you touched on it steve I'm, i know we talked about mm-hmm. it i'm not sure what we talked about specifically but um but basically i i, I had written all these songs and i wanted to put a band together and so i got you 
you two and then another guy um and uh brought y'all in together and we recorded an ep and then we played a couple shows and we recorded another ep and then the the guitarist uh kind of bailed on us and then the three of us did uh another ep just to the three of us together and that was called the three p and then it kind of ended and then uh and then a year ago, Mike and I, uh, and another, and a bunch of other kind of session musicians, um, mm-hmm. did, uh, did a full length, but, um, but by the really good, by the way. Oh, thank you. That was a really good CD. That was, yeah. that was, uh, that was after you'd been, you'd moved to Virginia about, that was about three, four years after you'd moved to Virginia, yeah. obviously. And, yeah, it was um, really good. I was really impressed by how it sounded. Yeah, that was, well, that was, it was funny because as soon as it was out, I noticed that like, that was when you started talking to me again. Because I hadn't talked to yeah, you in forever. The, the reason for that, I want to make sure you're aware, is because I'm not going to associate with you <laughs> if you're not making cool music. <laughs> I'm not going to. I was like, oh, cool music. Okay, now I'll start talking to you again. In some kind of weird way of getting you to move to Virginia, we can start a country folk band. It's funny because on all the bad music, he was playing drums. <laughs> that is true. Just embarrassed of your past. <laughs> I am. Uh, That's why. <laughs> um, Ouch. So, uh, so yeah, uh, that's kind of the. I guess I kind of just told the fucking story on my own. But I mean, what, do you guys have any? Do you guys have any memories that you want to share of that time period that you haven't? I mean, Steve, that you haven't already shared before, and Mike. Yeah, maybe Mike. I don't know. Oh no, I remember the the very first time we got together. I thought that was like the cool part about this is you know we that was the first time I met you. I think right, Steve. Yeah, the first. I oh think yeah. So, yeah, we we hey, practiced the day. Well, we did like one very brief practice and then one other one just before the session. Mm-hmm. So most of the mm-hmm. writing was actually done like four hours before we went in and recorded for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the fun part. I was like, you know, we, yeah, we, we've practiced for a total of four or five hours and we went in and put together like a record that sounds very together, mm-hmm. you know, right. there, it, it, everything made sense. It all sounded like it was written together and which generally like you, you'll get into a lot of bands where you'll record something and the CD like lacks some sort of consistency because you're still trying to figure mm-hmm. out who you are. Mm-hmm. I just, just saw it was inter- interesting that we all had like this idea already and mm-hmm. just down, you know, pump it out sort of thing. Well, I remember I, cause I'd asked the four, the, the three of you uh, to play on this project. And so I'd kind of sent you all the demos and, and you all wrote individually to it. And I met up with you individually and went through the, the songs with you individually. And then that first practice, I was like, okay, yeah, is this going to work? And it was like, yeah, we played. And I was like, actually, yeah, that all works pretty fucking easily. And that's the, that EP is our worst EP by right. far. The, the, uh, the first one, it was, re- it was recorded for like $500. We did everything live except for the vocals. And, um, and the subject matter, it was the, I've, I've mentioned it on the show before. It was the most fucking cringeworthy, just blue pill beta <laughs> bullshit. Like it was the, it is so embarrassing. I don't even want to specifically say what it was, but it was, I, I will never do that again in my life. I've said that numerous times. And, uh, and yeah, but, it, but the band that was put together, I was like, okay, yeah, fuck yeah. So I started writing more. And then that next fall we had another EP that we went in and recorded. It was, took a little bit longer. It was a little bit more expensive, but it was, uh, um, that one came out. I still listen to that one. Oh, yeah, that, no, one, that one. Yeah, that one came out great. 
Um, Live atmosphere on it. And that one was called Rapture for Real. And that's and these are all, if anybody cares, these are still on Bandcamp, except for the first one. There's a, there is a remix of one of the, one salvageable song off of the very first EP uh, is on the Bandcamp. But, um, yeah, it's just the primitiveshine.bandcamp.com. And it's uh, all, all of everything we've ever recorded except for the god-awful cringe first EP is is on there. All right, what was the song that Steve liked a lot? He used to talk about... Uh... I think it was the third track. Of what? Uh, the very first CD was the acoustic track. Uh, Long Night? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I don't think I did anything on that track. <laughs> I just remember you joking about it when we were sitting at uh, Manuel's Taco Hut, like one of the mm-hmm. first times I hung out with you, and I just remember like almost throwing out my tacos just because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> So good. It's a good time. <laughs> I just I, re- I remember that uh, the only thing I remember from that CD is I remember the the girl showed up to the show right. The yeah, only she show did. Where we, yeah, where we did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the songs were about a fucking girl that I had a crush on, and it was like <laughs> supposed to be this artistic thing. Like there was one song about like you know like the anger, and then one song about the sadness, one song about the wistfulness of the thing, and then there was what the hell? It's been so long since I've listened to it. The stages of grief, sort of thing. It's not even. It's like it's. it's well, I mean, I guess yeah. If you want to, I guess in a way. But it was like people listening. You will never hear that's that like that. You want to talk about a CD that needs to be lit on fire? Like there, I have wiped that shit from the internet. It will never see the light of day. It is. It is so bad. But after that, Rapture for Real this is the second EP and and the three P, which is the um. Uh, the, the one after that, which is just the three of us. And it just so happened to be our 30P and we were a three-piece, so we called it the 3P. Um, uh, those I still listen to. Th- those are still – they have their moments where I'm kind of like, yeah, like, you know, this is obviously written by a self-absorbed white suburbanite 26-year-old. But uh, <laughs> but um, the, the music – like the thing is, is like the music, like you guys fucking rocked it, especially like there's a song on the third 30 P called shelter, the psycho. And both of you sound fucking bomb on that. That is yeah, that, that's a cool song. Yeah. That both the drums and the, uh, and the bass on that make the song. I mean, you, you know, I'm not a great guitar player. I can, I can come up with catchy shit and I can come up with, uh, you know, riffs and, and, and I can write, but I'm not a stunt guitar player or an impressive guitar player or an impressive singer for that matter. And, uh, and you guys like really I was I was shocked at how well those songs got filled in because as soon as the other guitarist left and he was a really good guitar player yeah, I was like kind of like, oh crap yeah I was like oh man how because I, yeah. I, I was like I don't know if I can hold this on my own. although I will say after that our our because we played a couple of shows with him we played, the last show that we played with the as the four a four piece was at the Hard Rock um oh, in May of twenty twelve and yeah. uh and it was uh I mean that was kind of you know, we did a cover of CeeLo's Fuck You and, and you know, a couple other songs. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do remember we played a show. Was it at a, f- a cousin of yours's backyard or something? At the like? birthday party. Yeah, yeah, the birthday party. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, do you I, remember that? Honestly, like, no. Yeah, well, it's probably for the best because I remember I remember I thought, we did. I thought they were going to call the cops <laughs> because it was so loud. I was like... Oh, we're playing outside, and we're in a neighborhood. And it's two p.m. I thought for sure the cops were coming, dude. It was well when we sounded so bad too, because we hadn't rehearsed. It was yeah. literally like that afternoon. No, they were no. like, "Hey, do you, would you want to come play a show?" And we were like, "We haven't played with anybody in months. like in months." And and we went over there, and I remember the mic was like taped 
to this. It was it was like a, a stand that was meant for a for a uh, a monitor or a speaker or something. And I'm singing into it, and I remember like I went through. I was like, "Happy birthday!" To and also, like, it was, it's so weird, too. So it's some random band. We didn't do, like, any covers at all. They hadn't heard, I don't think, anything by us whatsoever. And it's just this person's birthday. And they wanted us to play there. We weren't a cover band or anything. Yeah, so we were tolerated. It was, it, they all listened. It was, it was nice. It was very odd. Well, I, I, actually, Steve, we did do a, a, a an absolute abortion of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I remember we finished it. Yeah. And- Yes, we did, and it was very quiet. And the reason I remember this is because it, we finished, and it was very quiet. I remember I could hear Steve behind me quietly mutter. He's like, "They are quiet because we suck." <laughs> I, do I don't even remember, remember playing that, that song. Yeah, I, I do, I do. Um, but um, it, I mean, whatever. It was we we ended up picking up another guitarist, the guy from uh, Evan McGuire, the Lust Lust for Luck guy. We played one more show at MC's Tap Room. Um, and actually you, Mike wasn't there for that. Uh, we, you had a friend of yours fill in. Um, and then that was it. It just kind of, it fell apart after that. It was just, that was the, it had run its course, you know, but we did do the full length, the other, uh, in 2016 and 2017. And then I did just schedule time, uh, to begin the work on the next EP starting at the end of April. So that, uh, that's, that train is still a roll. And I spent, my twenties writing all these fucking songs. And I feel like I owe it to my younger self to, to um, get those out. So Steve, if, if there's some way that you can still drum, you know, like, uh, like I'm sure I could. we will make it happen. Um, Cause it would be, yeah. uh, I mean, that's, that's the original lineup and I yeah. fly around a lot. No, there, there you go. Um, it felt weird. We're recording a lot of those songs without them. Like that was, uh, oh, glad we full did. Length. Yeah. Just yeah. Cause like those are, like one of those songs that was my absolute favorite. And well, we'd said, we had always said we were going to do it. And it was like, it's, it's just, it's fucking time might as well. Cause it had been so, so long. And I had gone on the road, excuse me, for my job. And I was just miserable not having a life because of that. And I, as soon as I got home, I was like, I'm not, I'm not taking my social life for granted ever again. I'm going to make the most of my time every fucking day. And, and part of that is, is pursuing the things that I said I do and have been putting off for one reason or another. So, so we ended up doing that, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, so that was the primitive shine. And that was about, I mean, how long it was, we were together probably like, it, it feels like it was like a couple of years, but it was probably like less mm-hmm. than a year. I mean, we had like, there were like the chunks and breaks in between everything. Uh, but yeah, it was at least a few years. Was it? it yeah. I mean, just, we, we just had periods where like so. we didn't do things for a while. There, there was the issue, you know, with the guitar player sort of thing leaving. So we had our like brief hiatuses however you pluralize that word yeah. <laughs> um yeah we had a good couple of years out of it yeah it was it was it was a lot of fun but um but yeah so uh so anyway that's uh that's that's the conversation there for the for the show proper um what do you guys want to whine about do we I have i didn't think of anything uh, we, we do oh good night everybody <laughs> i feel like just as people Oh, uh, we just we whine a lot, so sometimes we're just like the tanks are empty, man. Well, it's <laughs> funny because I had a guy named Grant Beckler who I was acquainted with um, back in the day. He played in local bands. He's a drummer, and he, now he's a Nashville session drummer. He's the he became professional. He's playing with a guy named Russell Dickerson, who's a country artist. He was just on Kimmel last month. Like he has, he's he's a drummer. He's a, he, that's his job. And when I he started, he gave 
when I asked him what he wanted to whine about, he said he'd listened to the show, a couple of the shows, and he gave this really profound answer about how a lot of people, when they get asked that question, he's like, they always have to preface it with like, I'm, I want everybody to know how, uh, you know, thankful I am for what I have and, and all this stuff. And it, it's, it was really an interesting answer. It's probably the most interesting answer that anybody's given to the question. And you, like you just said, Mike, uh, sometimes the tanks are empty. You know, and, and I think, and I said at the very beginning of this show, if you got nothing to whine about, that's kind of the goal, right? <laughs> like you don't, <laughs> you don't really want to have anything to whine about. Um, but since this is, but since we still have about twenty minutes left, we got to think about we got to oh, think of something here. So more along the lines that there's so much going on that you know, if, even if you just paid attention to all these things, you probably end up blowing your brains out mm-hmm. for everything going on lately. I mean, <clears throat> I you know this these days in like this country are pretty uh kind of shaky pretty shaky yeah it's, yeah, it's seems well that's that's one of the ma- major topics we get is is politics i mean obviously if you're going to whine about something politics is going to be high on everyone's list because it's you can't control it you yeah know, not one person can control it even the people that have the most power still have a tenuous grasp on it at, at best um they 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 don't they act like they don't but it's you can only control so much right um but even with that you know like like, I'm trying to think of something specific, like without getting myself into trouble. Um, like, Get yourself into trouble, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I guess nobody's nobody's going to care, right? Although I was on because I do another podcast now. Uh, uh, was it Motor? It's called Motor City Music Society. I guess I should plug it on here, right? It's called Motor City Music Society, and it's it's going to be on once a month. Um, for we're going to try and do the first Monday of every month, and we have that's a live band show where we have bands on and they play three songs and, and it's me and Aaron Accomando and uh, Aaron GTD's on it and Kevin Wesley Williams. It's it's recorded at the Sound Shop Studio in Macomb. And uh, we've done two episodes so far. Our first guests were Gasoline Gypsies and the one that we did on this past Monday was with Choking Susan. And uh, and where, where was I going with that? Uh, oh, I, we were talking about Facebook. And at one point I, I said, fuck you, Zuckerberg. And like the whole room got kind of, and I realized what it was, <laughs> it was Kevin was on Facebook live when I said that. <laughs> 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 and so I was kind of like, nice. and, and so like, I, I don't know. I don't know how long I'll be on that show, uh, but um, well, I don't know how long you'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> you start bad mouthing Zuckerberg. Yeah. Let's just start but, pushing a line see how far we can take it. Well, that's the thing. Cause <laughs> I was saying like, uh, like the whole Facebook thing, like there's like, I really want to do, del- and I think Phil whined about this. In fact, that was the specific topic was Facebook. So there's another topic that mm-hmm. that's already been brought up once, but like, I want to delete my Facebook and I can't do it because, yeah. because I, I want to keep in touch with, with all these people that I wouldn't be able to keep in touch with otherwise. Um, yeah, a lot of people won't even hire you if you don't have a Facebook account these days. Like it's an actual, like, if you don't have an account mm-hmm. to creep on for your bosses beforehand, uh-huh. a lot of places will just throw your resume away. They'll just assume that you, uh, you've you got something to hide. Yeah, and I, I've heard that straight from the horse's mouth, multiple people. No, yeah, because you, you've, you've been to a lot of job interviews over the years, so you'd, you, uh, you would know. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing where, like, it's just, I don't know. I always fucking do this where I try to string my sentences together, and sometimes it doesn't work. Um, but f- for Facebook, like I, I, I imagine I will eventually delete because something else is going to come along and replace it. Right. Yeah. You know, they thought it was going to be Snapchat, but now Snapchat's kind of doing the same thing that Facebook was doing, which is not listening to their customer base and just selling out basically to the point where, uh, nobody, everything that was good about them when they started, like 
is is completely gone. Like I, I missed the original Facebook where I got to write down it with the about me and they had the favorite quotes and the favorite things and all that. And you, there were no liking pages and bullshit like that. It was just you wrote your own profile basically and then you connected with people that you knew and then that was it and then you interacted with each other now you go on there and it's like it's like walking into like a mall or something it's just every other thing is an ad and 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 most of it is like a lot of stuff that you see is from people that you don't even know and and you're like how is this person even on my feed i don't know who they are and and uh and you know blah 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 bitch 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 but um but yeah, so so I mean, there's one thing to whine about is Facebook. I'm trying to think of a topic that we haven't done before, like something. Usually, what we an interesting way to approach this is to ask people to whine about something specific to their careers or something that has to do with their careers. That maybe like like the guy that we recorded our EPs with was on, and he talked about uh, he whined about um, running a studio or like things that would that are annoying about running a studio, and then also having being a landlord. He's also a landlord. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of things annoying about both those yeah, things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, is like Mike, is there anything you can think of specific to to your job without without getting again while well, being cautious about uh, what you say? But well, wh- one thing I definitely do enjoy about this place uh, is I do get to see people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 cater to a lot of companies out in Germany, uh, Finland. I mean, everywhere. So I do get like a first hand experience of all these different cultures. And I want to be honest, it's kind of making us look bad. Oh, you mean America? Yeah. Yeah. No, In it what really way? is. Okay. You know, uh, we'll, we'll get people from overseas, especially, you know, Germans are the most polite people you'll ever meet. Uh-huh. They're absolutely fantastic people. I haven't met one yet that wasn't polite, you know, so I have these, I'll have them in and the place will be immaculate, spotless. You know, they are very respectful of everything around them, people, belongings, things like that. And then sometimes, you know, I'll have like, you know, a group of Americans in and, you know, waking people up, being kind of loud. So I've had tacos smashed into the carpet before. Are the, didn't I you mean, say, like, Americans are way more, um, like, neurotic about, like, the their what they want and what, like, they need it now. And they and if they don't get it now, there's a problem. And, and Yeah, and, they're, it's uh, very impatient and sort of wasteful in some ways. Like, I know this is a really weird sort of minute point, but judging by where you're from in the world, I can generally guess everything you're going to do in terms of that business. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like Americans always want a bunch of keys. That was a weird thing. Lots. That's of what you were saying. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, European cultures are definitely a lot more conservative. Um, like they don't believe in ex- excess waste and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's just little stuff like that. But I want to be honest, like we're, I, I can kind of see why a lot of people are not happy with us right now. Uh-huh. It's, it's it's clear as day. Well, can you think of like a specific example? Of, well, yeah, of so like a, a lot of people around here, they don't have respect for anything around them. They don't respect other people. Like they don't care. Mm-hmm. Everything's not me, me, me. You know, they'll come in, they'll trash places and say like, oh, that's, you know, that's their job. I'm like, well, y- yeah, but, you know, you can still be an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, you know, you're a grown man, start acting like it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've had groups of people come in and, you know, they and they drink, and, and then there's just food all over the ground. I I was cleaning, like, smashed tacos out of the carpet a while back. Twice with the smashed tacos. Now. They, they, that must be quite the story. Americans like their tacos. Carpet. Yeah, what's, how did that happen? Well, we got, like, you know, we have our so lobby. Good. 
I know that's the thing. Like the, well, these some of these people, you know, you can tell judge by you know what type of company or what type of person's coming in. So we had like a large group of salesmen come in, mm-hmm. and you know they're having a good time out there. But you know they're drinking, they're starting to just knock things off the ground. They you know get up, walk through it, mm-hmm. just you know to trash. And they were eating tacos, and the tacos ended up on the floor, and then they were walking on the tacos. And yeah, no, they just like I said they don't care, huh. you know. But when I've you know there's a a really good group. We, you know, we work with a lot of guys from Bosch and honestly, like I do have a lot of respect for them as a company. Their, their workers are all just fantastic people. And I swear the place will be cleaner when they leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're just good people. Well, that's interesting. And I'm sure there's some, some like, you know, some assholes like, Oh, Germans are, Germans are polite. Germans are neat. Blah, 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 blah. You know, that's, that's, that was the first thing that went through my head anyways. I mean, not seriously, but it was, yeah. it was just kind of like, Oh, ha, 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 the Germans, I wouldn't have expected that <laughs> elbow to the ribs, you know? Uh, but, uh, but Steve, man, you got anything? Anything? No, I'm still upset about the whole taco situation. I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I guess I could talk about that for a while. Dude, I love a taco. Me too. I gotta say, I but the thing is, here's something that we could talk about. Uh, I had, I haven't been, I haven't eaten fast food at all, save one time about two weeks ago. Now I got Taco Bell because I really wanted tacos and I was in a hurry, and I hadn't had anything since last fall because last fall I said I'm done with fast food. I'm not. Wow. And, and I remember uh, eating the Taco Bell and it tastes amazing, right? And, and then like a couple hours later, I just felt not only did my body feel like you mm-hmm. know just like heartburn and things like that, like my I felt physically bad. Mentally, I was in a terrible fucking mood. Like I was just oh, I was yeah. really pissed off for no reason. And I was like, I'm like, this is a fine day. There's nothing go nothing's wrong. Like everything's fine. And I was like, why am I in such a bad mood? And I realized it's because I'm my body is running on shitty fast food right now. That literally yeah, makes not, you not feel Mexican food. You didn't have Mexican food. You had Taco Bell. Exactly. Yeah. I I, I have a friend Mexican food. from Mexico and she, uh, I remember when she was here, uh, she said that there's a word in, 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 uh, that they have down in, in Mexico. It's, it's, it's like guac or something like that. There's no English translation, mm-hmm. translation of it. Um, but it basically is just it's just like an expression of disgust, and that's what she used to describe Taco Bell. She said, "I I I tried it once, and that was that I I couldn't even I took like one bite and was done with it." I so, I mean, your body's probably just angry you didn't go to Del Taco. Is Del Taco better? <laughs> Del Taco is significantly no. better. It's still, no, <laughs> it's still not. <laughs> you know, it's still dollar <laughs> drive-through tacos. But yeah. if I have to, given the choice between Taco Bell and Taco or Del Taco, I'm. Definitely going to the oh, Del Taco. That sounds like the cr- <laughs> the, the difference between like McDonald's and Wendy's. Like yeah. McDonald's <laughs> is like the the one that's more ubiquitous and uh, and the um, the food is cheaper. Uh, but and then Wendy's is the one that that's like it tries a little harder, but it's still just, not just a little bit. <laughs> it's not Manuel's Taco Hut, which is actually which no. you don't feel oh. like shit after eating. Yeah, you I didn't get to go to Manuel's Taco Hut. Yeah, man, we sh- I can't believe we didn't hit that up when you were in town. I wish I would have thought of that no, instead no. of steak. I'm just saying, if you guys do, and real do quick, that. I haven't had fast food in like four hours, so, <laughs> I, mean, so I didn't understand exactly what you mean. I actually tried to stop on the way here. Oh no, kid! <laughs> the line was too long at Taco Bell. <laughs> no, no, but just for fast food. Oh, kind of glad I didn't. I guess <laughs> it, well, it's cool because like like. I, I didn't plan on doing it necessarily. Like I, I, I'd gotten it. And then like about a couple weeks later, it had been a while since, you know, I hadn't had it and I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm, 
I'm not going to get it anymore. They're like, I'm, I, I haven't gotten it for a couple of weeks. I'm not going to break my streak. And now it's like, okay, the longer that goes on, the easier it becomes. Cause you're like, I don't want to break the streak. I don't want to break the streak. And, and, um, and with that fucking Taco Bell that I had the other, the other week and my realization that like it affects your mood and, and it, and it's not just your, your physical body that it affects. I, uh, I was like, I'm now I, I have a, a little, another jumping off point, so to speak. Where I'm like, okay, now I remember why I stopped doing this, and I'm I'm not gonna, I'll, I'll stick to vending machine food. Like that'll be that'll be my my vice, the vending machine food that I get at work, which is impossible to resist. I went maybe two weeks when I first started at this job, uh, not getting anything out of the vending machine, and uh, and now and now I go every fucking night, twice a night to the vending machine. I'll get some donuts. I'll get zebra cakes. I'll get M and M's, um, and I'll get Fritos. And that's, it's hard to resist. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's right there, and and you know, you take a walk and go to the bathroom, and there it is, just sitting there waiting for you. So, uh, but um, but yeah. So, well, we're 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 coming up on the end here. We got about five minutes left, so I guess we'll we'll wrap this up. Um, but uh, yeah, does anybody have you guys have anything else to add, Steve? Steve, I apologize, man. I feel like we've we've kind of like you're, you're you've been kind of quiet been on your show. You're all good. What's that? I've already been on your show. You're all good. Oh yes, that's true. Um, so uh, so yeah, like I said, do you guys have anything to add? Anything? Uh, any last minute topics to bring up before we uh, before we sign off here? Oh, yeah, if you if you Steve, if you ever come back here, or if you, when you come back here again, mm-hmm. if you guys. If I find out that you two go to Manuel's Taco Hut without me, mm-hmm. ending both of your lives. Oh, no. All you, right. need, oh you need to break Horrible. into my home if I'm sleeping. Break in, kick my door down, <laughs> murder my cat. I don't and care. Drag Just, you to Manuel's Taco Hut. Yeah, we need. I need to go there. Well, next time, okay. uh, next time, Mike, we'll take it one more step and we'll just bang on your window because that would definitely wake you up. So Just break it in. Yeah, we'll, we'll just, just break it in. Just take I, a, I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need, it. need a window for Good Lord. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but uh, so, guys, thanks again for being on. It's always great yeah. to talk to you. Um, and uh, and Steve, if you want to hang on the line, I'll give you a proper goodbye um, after we're after we're sure. off the air. And what? I've used that like three times in the past three episodes because I've had people Skype in. I'm like, hey, I yeah, just hang on. Because usually they just fucking hang up, and it's like I, I'm like I wanted to thank you for being on, and you know have like and so I, I uh, I've been telling them on the air like hey hang on I'll I'll give you a proper goodbye. You, you want the, everyone to hear the I love you before. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say you don't, you don't have to do that at all. Yeah, I gotta say I gotta say I love you. Otherwise, yeah. uh, <laughs> otherwise you might think I don't love you anymore. Um, Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, uh, I'll be back. Like I said, on Monday, Sean May is the guest uh, that's lined up, and we're going to be talking about his bass playing and his bass making, literally. Um, and uh, we'll see what Sean wants to whine about. So, Mike, thank you again. The, 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 I think I don't know. I, I if if I'm forgetting somebody, f- please forgive me. But I think out of all my like good friend circles you're the last guy that that i wanted to get on here and 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 so i'm I'm glad that we finally uh we finally were able to make this happen and steve uh you know like you're welcome on any fucking time especially because like i said you have the most uh listened to episode out of anyone Um, number one number one number one and uh and i will uh, talk to you soon 
So uh, we will, yeah, like I said, I'll be back on Monday, and I still don't have a fucking sign-off. Um, I probably never will at this point, um, and uh, that's just going to have to be how it is. So everybody have a great weekend. I will be back on Monday.